Hey there, restaurant pros. It's Dave Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 65 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom of your restaurant, and financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today, I want to focus on one of the biggest staffing challenges restaurant owners I talk to every day talk about on a very consistent basis, and that's hiring a kitchen manager or chef. Restaurant owners ask me, what should they be looking for in a candidate, and what should they expect from them when they hire them? Make sure you grab a pad of paper and a pen and take notes on this one. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is being brought to you by Repeat Returns. If you're a restaurant owner of a medium to high volume independent restaurant, multi-unit or franchise operator, and you're looking for a proven and realistic solution to attract, grow and retain customers, then you need to visit Repeat Returns. Repeat Returns is a modern marketing platform created by a restaurant owner for restaurant owners. It studies each customer's habits and patterns, predicts the most profitable outcome for your restaurant every single day, and deploys the marketing to make that happen. You'll never lift a finger. To see if Repeat Returns is right for you, visit repeatreturns.com forward slash DSP. Hiring a manager can be a challenge, but I think there's no greater challenge than hiring a manager to run your kitchen, whether that's a kitchen manager or a chef. Let me start off by sharing with you what you should be looking for to make this process much easier. Now, before I do that, do know that having started coaching independent restaurants back in 2003, restaurant owners and managers, I've seen a lot. And I've literally talked to literally thousands of restaurant owners and managers, restaurant teams, culinary, front of house, doesn't matter. And you know what? Over the past 20 years, one thing has not changed, and that's the challenge of finding the right kitchen manager or chef for your restaurant. Now, it's pretty easy to think you found the right person, right? You're on a search. You're trying to find the right person to take over your kitchen. Why is it so easy to think we found the right person? Well, sometimes you're in a bind. Like, man, I need somebody today. We've already been running short-staffed. I'm going into season. I need somebody right now. So you're in a bind and you, you kind of see the shiny object, that smile across from you that has a pretty good resume and experience. And you think, I'm going to hire that person. Sometimes you're just tired. You know, you lost your kitchen manager. You've been in the kitchen for 80 hours. It's not your forte. You don't want to be there anymore. And man, the first person that can fog a mirror that says it'll accept the position, we often take them thinking, oh, no, no, I really found the right person. Sometimes you're looking for a lifeline. It's just, oh my gosh, there's, there's chaos. There's crazy. Maybe you're like me personally. I don't belong in a kitchen. Now I can run a kitchen. I can order on budget and par levels. I can schedule on budget and staffing guides. I can open and close every station off opening and closing side work checklist, but I have zero culinary skills. Like I can work fry and garmage and and wheel in an eight minute ticket time all day long, but I can't saute. I can't grill. Knife skills are horrid. I don't have any knowledge of bases of, you know, French sauces and soups and things. I don't have that. And maybe you're like me and you're like, man, I just need a culinary pro because I'm, I'm fearful of my kitchen. I don't have that knowledge. Sometimes you just really want to find a person quickly. Like today, you're impatient. You've been doing this long enough that, man, 
how could I do any worse than the last person? And you hire the first person who walks in the door. That doesn't matter why you think you found the right person. The reality is we more than often pick the wrong person. Like, man, I think I got the right person. Then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Why do I hire another kitchen manager or chef? They're always the wrong person. Well, we've got to change that. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Even for one of my highest level members, a mastery plus slash member mentor, somebody went through my restaurant transformation intensive program, John Dempster. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I've got nothing but love and praise for this guy even before we met. He's a systems guy to begin with, already had budgets and recipe costing cards. All he was missing was the why, the why you do things and that other things are possible instead of hitting a 34% food cost, which because that's a national average, what could his restaurant do based on his location, price point, style of service, and so on, and his core values, of course. And I can tell you that in during one of our coaching calls, it was time to move on his chef, meaning have his chef move on. This is somebody started in the line with him side by side, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. Somebody he really cares about and likes. It's a very small community in Virginia. But as we implemented more systems, as we started to ratchet up our expectations of our management team, Chef wasn't coming along. And in fact, truth be told, Chef was probably unhappy. And it took a long time for John to come up with the conclusion it was time to have the discussion with this person who was a good friend. He moved the person on and through serendipity or whatever it may be, some phone calls next to, you know, there's this ideal candidate comes out of nowhere. Like he, he didn't even get to talk to a bunch of people. Hell, he talked to one. This was the right person. If one a connection connected him because he doesn't have a, a large pool from, from to draw from because it's a small community on the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia, like small summer resort kind of town. And so he got on a Zoom with this person. He talked to them for hours. He had him talk to the GM. He did some research like, man, this is the right guy. I, I've got to move on this. So we did a coaching call and Adam is general manager and he, we're on a call. We're like, we need to move on this guy. Okay, let's move on the guy. What can we pay for? Dot, dot, dot. We think we found an ideal guy. Well, we brought him on. And it wasn't weeks, if not just a couple months, when finally John said, this guy talked a great game, but he ain't delivering. I've got to let him go. Even to a point where in their off season, because he had the time, John, the owner, after letting him go, went back in the kitchen to implement all the systems that weren't being used anymore because this guy really wasn't what he said he was. Now he had patience because John's out of season. He is now in a process of hiring another kitchen manager or sorry, chef and thinks he found a good guy. Now, does that sound familiar to you? Have you had those similar situations? Doesn't matter. And again, I'm talking about a really, a restaurant pro getting hit with the same situation everybody gets. So what should you look for in a kitchen pro when you're going to go through the interview process? You should look for somebody with a great attitude, somebody who fits your company culture. Culture is extremely important. You got to be finding out from that candidate what kind of culinary knowledge they have. Now, culinary knowledge is is going to be very important or less important depending on the concept you have. If you're looking for a kitchen manager, knife skills are important, but maybe not a whole knowledge of French cuisine or how to break down a chicken completely, you name it, right? 
Whereas if you're a fine dining restaurant, man, you've got to have, that's a part of the art, which you've got to train others on. So what kind of culinary does it match your, your restaurant? What kind of knowledge for numbers and systems do they have, right? From food costs, recipe costs and cards, inventory, calculating yields, scheduling on budget, controlling labor on budget, and so many other things. So important that your potential kitchen leader either has a general understanding or at least is willing to learn. When you're talking to this candidate, what kind of experience do they have training other team members? Because quite honestly, training is very important. The higher you move up in the food chain, the less you're going to touch a knife. You've got to manage and train people. You got to figure out if they're willing to learn. Because again, it's not so important I guess, depending on your concept, how deep their knowledge is, if they're willing to learn. And that's important because you can provide them the right training, especially on the systems and number. You got to figure out, are they willing to do things your way? All too often, these culinary professionals come in and go, it's my way or the highway. Well, go open your own damn restaurant. They've got to be willing to follow your system, your ordering system, your prep system, your recipe card system, your stuff. That doesn't mean they can't bring improvements and you can't bend but they can't throw your stuff away. They can't change things without your permission. Does this candidate have an understanding, really an understanding that it is your restaurant, not theirs? And the buck stops with you from budget to all the major decisions. Now you can give them the authority to make certain decisions, but anything that's not in their authority, they've got to check with you. And all things being equal, I often want to hire the person who's willing to learn, who'll do things my way and is looking to move up. And when I say looking to move up, instead of hiring the seasoned chef, I want that sous chef looking for the opportunity to move up. Instead of that kitchen manager, seasoned kitchen manager, I want that, well, line supervisor is looking for their opportunity to move up. Why? Because ultimately I can teach them my systems my way. I want the person who gets excited about the opportunity to move up rather than the person who's stuck in their ways saying it's my way or the highway. Now, I'm not going to lie. Even when you ask the right questions, even when you think you're done, you've done all your due diligence, and even when you believe in your heart of hearts, you found the right person, you have to remember the candidate that's sitting in front of you is, prevent, is presenting their very best self. That means you're seeing in the interview process the absolute best this person could ever be. And I don't know anybody who shows up every day giving their absolute 100% best possible self every single day. So do know it doesn't get any better than what you're looking at. So understand, you can get yourself into a little excitement about a person you want to hire because, again, you're seeing the shiny object the best they can be. Just don't get upset with yourself if this person doesn't work out. You had an idea, a vision, what they would do. Don't get discouraged if they don't meet that. If you've trained them what their job is, how to do it, how well it should be done, more importantly by when, and they demonstrate they got it, then it's on them. And if it weren't the right person, that's okay. You just got to be able to get back on the horse and try again. What should you expect from a leader of your kitchen? whether they're a kitchen manager or a chef. The short answer is that there's really only one difference between the two of them. 
when it comes to job expectations. You should expect your chef is going to have a much broader knowledge of food, right? From French cuisine to knife skills to being able to break down, uh, you know, uh, a side of beef, a pig, who knows? They've got a broad range of knowledge and culinary skills, preparation of dishes, and they have an ability to train others the same way, basically what they know. Now, a kitchen manager, like a chef, is going to manage a kitchen. And see, the difference is, depending on how much culinary knowledge they have, the chef still means manager. Right? So the major difference between the chef and the kitchen manager is really knowledge and ability to create new menu items, develop people when it comes to higher end skills. But either way, they both manage. In fact, I give a speech when I fly around the country, different shows that often one of the favorite ones I give is chef means manager, not person who makes pretty food taste good. Insert kitchen manager there. Doesn't make a difference. They're there to manage just like your front of house is. Now here's a list of management expectations you should place on your kitchen pro, whether a chef or a kitchen manager. So your kitchen pro should know and create all menu items offered at a restaurant upon basically your approval. Your kitchen pro provides build sheets and photographs so all the staff can accurately answer the item questions regarding preparation methods, ingredients, portion size, and side items accompanying the dishes. Your kitchen pro sets all specifications for substitutions for items on your menu. Your kitchen pro orders on budget following pars. Your kitchen pro calculates and compares actual to ideal food cost. Your kitchen pro maintains a level of inventory that basically turns your inventory in a calendar month four to six times. Your kitchen pro ensures that the proper food controls are in place to maintain an appropriate level of cost of goods sold. To be able to hit your number within a half a percent of your targeted budget cost of goods sold. Your kitchen pro stays, well, within line item budgetary goals assigned to this position, following the restaurant's annual budget, whether that's paper supplies, janitorial, smallwares, you get the picture. Your kitchen pro creates special lists, or I'm sorry, specials, if they do so, at least a week ahead of, ahead of, ahead of time, right? So we're not making it, oh, it's three o'clock. We got a dinner rush coming in an hour. What, what do we want to make for a special? No, I want recipe costing cards done, have it costed out properly and a price set and approved by management, the general manager or owner, a week in advance. Your Kitchen Pro builds menu catering. So whatever those menus are for catering, from past appetizers to sit down on site or on premise, any of those vents, those menus are done. Your Kitchen Pro creates specials. Again, specials from, depending on whether a kitchen manager or a chef, they lay them out to make sure they are built properly, right? Now again, not only costing, but meet your needs. Your Kitchen Pro implements proper people practices regarding interviewing, selection, training, and employee relations. Your Kitchen Pro meets uniform and appearance standards. Your Kitchen Pro maintains a five-star health and sanitation rating with your health department. Your Kitchen Pro maintains appropriate staffing levels. Your Kitchen Pro controls labor within a half a percent of targeted labor. Your Kitchen Pro maintains a positive attendance record reporting for assigned shifts 0% 0% no-call, no-show record. 
Your Kitchen Pro ensures all sanitation and safety standards are followed. Your Kitchen Pro encourages and develops a cooperative team environment. Your Kitchen Pro implements employee development plans. Your Kitchen Pro ultimately leads by example. It's really important that you as the owner understand what the expectations are from your culinary leader, or you'll be paying someone who doesn't have a grasp of what's expected of them, and they will ultimately let you down. Even when it's your fault, you allowed it to happen. So what do you do if you want to follow my advice? and you hire a kitchen leader who needs more knowledge because they've checked off all the boxes, culture fit, check. Willing to follow your systems, check. Willing to learn, check. The short answer is get them the systems and the training they need to make your restaurant the best it can be, both in product quality and consistency and profitability. Let me tell you what kind of impact training can have on your business. I have a restaurant transformation intensive group coaching graduate, a mastery plus member who is again, somebody who made incredible change in their business in the program and is now sitting in my mastermind group, wanting to make even more change in their business. That means they're at the top of my food chain operators who not only have the proper mindset, but take action and get results. And that's husband and wife, Matt and Deja Wakefield. They own and operate a brewery and a brew pub in Northern California. And they have a partner who's a small partner, but partner who's a chef, Frank, Frank Cordoba. And he's been learning and implementing my systems through their implementer. So when you go through my restaurant transformation intensive program, you've got a sidekick, if you will, an implementer, somebody who gets shit done, who trains everybody and implements the systems, ensuring it gets done, helping you to be successful. And it was on rare occasion I'd ever have a direct contact with Frank. We did some menu engineering calls. We talked about finding loss in the kitchen. We talked about labor, but for the most part in a 30 week program, I maybe talked to him three times. Well, I'm going to tell you, Frank is a keeper because he embraced the systems and never gave any pushback. But his real growth was after he and Matt attended my two-day seminar in Las Vegas. Let me be very clear. Matt and Frank made an investment and a journey to Las Vegas. A journey to learn the systems they had already learned in a 30-week program, but sometimes we learn differently. Sometimes you've got to be immersed in it and hear it directly from me, the expert. And after two days, immersing themselves in the budgets and food costs and labor costs, systems and more, Frank came home ready to change the world. Yes, Frank had been exposed to the systems and was using the systems already. But now with a greater understanding of the importance of the systems and the real buy-in that came with it, I'm happy to report Frank is truly kicking ass and taking names. See, it goes to show you how important the training aspect is of my restaurant prosperity formula, right? It starts with leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. It is a key portion of your success. Now, I hope what I shared with you today puts you on a path to have, well, a well-run kitchen that builds your business and makes you money. Hey, that was an awesome episode. 
I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.